0: The triple vaccinated prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, has just tested positive for COVID for the second time this year. So naturally, Trudeau expressed his gratitude for having been vaccinated. He said, quote, I've tested positive for COVID-19. I'm just doing my Jordan Peterson impression. That's the I I have a kind of generic Canadian. Anyway, he said, "I've tested positive for COVID-19. I'll be following public health guidelines and isolating. I feel okay, but that's because I got my shots. So, if you haven't, get vaccinated, and if you can, get boosted. Let's protect our healthcare system, each other, and ourselves." What? Why how does that follow? How does that conclusion follow from that premise. It's like saying, I've flown through my windshield again. I feel okay, but that's because I wore my seatbelt. I sunk to the bottom of the ocean, but I feel okay because I put on my life preserver. Does not follow. The purpose of the vaccines was to prevent people from catching and spreading COVID. That's what everyone told us, Fauci, Walensky, Biden. And then That turned out to be totally fake. But because they made their false claims on the authority of the science, they have to keep up the lie because they can't admit that the science was wrong. But the science was wrong, and not just about COVID. The science that the libs are pushing hardest right now, the science of transgender children, is collapsing in real time. And the libs refuse to admit it. And the poor, confused kids on whom they're conducting their experiments are being forced to pay the enormous price. I'm Michael Knowles, this is The Michael Knowles Show. As Justin Trudeau famously said, clean your room and make your bed and eat the lobsters. No, I need to. I need more. If, you, if anyone has any advice on how to get different Canadian accents, that would be great. My favorite comment yesterday is from Cool Papa J Magic who says, we are seeing the fruits of the you-do-you you approach to society, no pun intended. I think people are finally realizing that what people do in their personal lives absolutely affects society as a whole because we are not solitary beings. Moral standards matter. Yes, thank you. Finally, we realize that. It doesn't matter how great a constitution you have. doesn't matter what beautiful founding documents and even what Wonderful laws you have enshrined in stone tablets all around your society. If the people are degenerates, you're going to have a degenerate society. (laughs) There's just just no way of avoiding that because society is people, okay? And if we want to have a good society, we got to act right. We got to sit upright. When you want to have a really good posture and feel good while you're sitting, you got to check out your ex-chair. Right now, go to xchairknolls.com. Do it right now because this is the sort of thing that's really easy to put off, but it's so important for your daily life. How much time do you spend every day in your office chair? You probably spend more time in your office chair than you do in your, certainly in your car, probably than you do in your bed too. So what kind of office chair are you sitting in? If you're like I used to be, you just sit in kind of whatever chair they, they give you. I mean, who cares? You don't even think about it. But th- this is hours and hours of your day. How many hundreds, thousands of hours of your life? Make sure that you're sitting in a way that's going to make you more productive. It's going to make you feel more comfortable. It's going to be totally aligned for you. It's going to be your ex-chair. Not only does X chairs patented dynamic variable lumbar, or DDL, offer the ultimate customized support, but the X chair can even give you a massage. It can heat you up. It can cool you down. It is great. My only complaint about the X chair is when it arrived here at the Daily Wire, all these jackals here at the Daily Wire tried to steal my X chair. Okay, get yours today. Right now, go to externals.com. That is X, the letter X, chair, dot com, or call 1-844-4XChair. Do it right now. You will not regret it. You'll get $100 off your order. XChair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as 30 bucks a month. XChairKnowles.com. The science of COVID collapsing in real time is at least sometimes amusing. It's pretty annoying that we shut down society for two years and upended people's lives and took away our rights and destroyed the economy and on and on and on. That's that's annoying. I don't mean to downplay that. But there is something funny about the people who scream until they're red in the face, blue in the face. They say, you have to get your 17th booster shot and wear 57 masks wherever you go. Oh, yeah, I got COVID for the fifth time this year. <laughs> uh, wait, I, I guess your strategy is not working. They say, no, no, thank goodness I got my, my 75th booster. Otherwise, it would have been much worse, which they say based on nothing at all. The, the people who told us, made a declarative statement about what the vaccines would do, that they would stop you from catching and spreading the virus. Then that was completely false. They say no, no, but believe us on this hypothetical, because we would be totally right there. So there, there was something somewhat amusing about that. When the science collapse around a, an issue like transgenderism, it's considerably less amusing. Because on the issue of transgenderism right now, specifically transing the kids, you have these adults some of whom are just psychos, and some of whom are just ignorant. They are, for whatever reason, malice or stupidity, really, really messing up really little kids' lives and giving them osteoporosis at a young age and sterilizing them and conducting some of the most heinous medical experiments that have ever been conducted on some of the most vulnerable people that you possibly can. And so that's, that's not so funny, okay? And they're doing it based on the science. They're doing it based on this one claim. I promise you, you've heard it, which is that if if we don't trans the kids, if we don't put kids on puberty blockers and pump them full of cross-sex hormones and sterilize them and completely transform their bodies, they'll kill themselves. If you don't indulge transgender ideology, you're, you're just leading your kid by the hand to go commit suicide. What, would you rather have a a a dead daughter or a living son. That's the kind of stuff that they say. It's not just the libs who say it, or it's not just the nominally liberal institutions. It's even Fox News. We played this clip yesterday. Fox News, the, the purportedly conservative cable news channel, came out and used these exact kinds of lines. There was a father who was sitting across the table. He says, you have no idea how lucky you are to be here, which kind of took me back. I didn't at that point consider myself lucky to be there. And he said, you know, our our child had displayed this gender dysphoria or this gender misalignment at at the same age that Rylan has. And we didn't listen and we pushed back. That pushback led that child to turn to self-harm as a teenager, which 60% of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. More than 50% consider suicide. That, for me, was the turning point. I didn't want to see Ryland go through that. I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. I guarantee that if we had pushed back and done what a lot of parents do, I don't think that we would have... Either one of the kids that you see
1: before you here today.
0: There it is, all the hits. I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. What, what would you, what, you want your kid to die? I've got statistics. I've got the science from the Trevor Project, a radical LGBT organization. So what are you going to do? And, and what they're offering you here is a kind of Faustian bargain. They're offering you here a little bit of a deal with the devil, which is they're saying, look, even if you don't believe that the little girl is actually a little boy, you should lie. You should tell a lie. You should do something that is intrinsically immoral, and you should do it for a good end. Because if you don't lie, and if we as a society don't all lie and pretend that the little boys are little girls and vice versa, then they're all going to kill themselves. So if you want the good end, you need to commit this immoral act. And they present this scientific evidence, so-called, to say, but you will get the good. You will get the good end. The, the child will not commit suicide if you lie and mutilate his or her genitals and put them on cross sex hormones. Then the kid won't kill him or herself. The thing about Faustian bargains, the thing about deals with the devil, is they don't work. They don't. They, something always goes wrong. And we're seeing it go wrong right here in the science. It turns out that all that science, all those fancy numbers and statistics about how if you mutilate your kid's genitals, then they won't commit suicide. It's just fake. It's just made up. Like so much of the politicized science that we've heard about in recent years, this one is just fake too. At least that's what the more credible, reputable science says. There's a very important new study out of the Heritage Foundation. This is by J.P. Green. Shows that easing access to puberty blockers and cross sex hormones has not only not has only not decreased youth suicide rates it's actually increased youth suicide rates this is contrary to the claims of the trevor project and the biden administration and fox freaking news for goodness sakes it's contrary to this prior flawed research that the liberal establishment is touting right now so you're The way, I mean, the paper is complicated. You can go read it over at the Heritage Foundation. But the broad strokes of it is, puberty blockers are introduced around 2010. Starting around 2015, they really start to accelerate. Uh, You can check this by looking at internet trend data, Google trend data, searches for these kinds of terms, puberty blockers, transgender dysphoria, gender identity disorder. And so what J.P. Green did here is he compared the youth suicide rates in states where it is easier for minors to get the puberty blockers to states where it is harder for minors to get the puberty blockers. After 2010, after the introduction of all this stuff, youth suicide rates increase in states where it is easier for minors to access the puberty blockers and the hormones relative to the states where it was harder. So they're, they're controlling for differences within the states. They're just looking at the time difference. They're just looking, and and they're specifically looking at this group of young people. This is really important. By 2020, there were more than 1.6 more suicides per 100,000 young people in the states that had the easier access. And because the state average is 11.1, this means that the youth suicide rate increased by 14%. So you're looking- you see a dramatic increase in suicide rates where the puberty blockers and the hormones are more easily accessible, when they become widely available, among specifically those who would be affected. This shows strong evidence that the the claims about transing the kids that the libs have been making are completely false. So you think you're gonna make this deal with the devil and you say, look, I I just know intrinsically that there is something wrong about chopping up my kids' genitals and putting them on cross-sex hormones and sterilizing them. But I just feel so emotionally manipulated here. And I just, I I don't have the data and I don't have the science and I know it's wrong in my gut, but I don't have it. And so you go ahead and do it. And what are you doing? Not only are you not decreasing the risk to your kid, you're massively increasing the risk to your kid. The the simple takeaway is you cannot believe the extraordinarily politicized science. If Justin Trudeau gets COVID for the second time this year, shot up 57 times with, with the vaccines and the boosters and whatever else he can get, if, if that kind of science, which we've been told ad nauseum for the past year, is not reliable, certainly this kind of radical medical experimentation on kids is not reliable. Now, when you want to sleep easy at night, how can you do it in this crazy, crazy world of ours? You need Bolin Branch sheets. Right now, go to BowlingBranch.com. Use promo code Michael. You don't need to take my word for it. Three U.S. presidents have loved Bowen Branch Sheets, and more importantly, your favorite podcaster loves Bowling Branch Sheets, okay? My own, here's my only complaint with Bowling Branch. They're like, they're like drug dealers because what they did when they came on this show, and they've been supporting this show for a long, long time, years and years, before I was married, they come on and they say, hey, Michael, here you go. Here's a freebie to try out the Bolin brand sheets. I say, oh, thank you so much. I try them out. They are by far the greatest sheets I've ever slept on. And then what do I do? I'm hooked. So then I start buying it for my friends, for my family. I upgrade the size of my bed. You know I got to buy another set of Bowling brand sheets. They're buttery. They're soft. They're the absolute highest quality materials. You're going to love it. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. They've got nine versatile colors, all sizes all the way up to California. King, they give you a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, and returns on all of your orders. You're not going to need that free trial. You're going to fall in love in 30 seconds. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code Michael at BolandBranch.com. B-O-L-L and Branch.com, promo code Michael. I'll give you a personal example of this. So I've got my second child coming on the way. Sweet little Elise is very, very pregnant. I appreciate all the prayers. Some people have said they're praying for uh, listen the delivery and the baby. Really, really appreciate all of that, especially because the birth of our first child uh, was a cesarean section. And so you have an option. After you have a cesarean section, you can either uh, have another one, and that's what the doctors generally encourage, or you can try to have a more natural kind of delivery, uh, delivery, even after a cesarean section. And The risk that is entailed in this is about one percent of some kind of severe complication from a a regular birth after a cesarean section. One percent—it's just something to worry about, but it's not extremely high risk. It is almost impossible to find a doctor who will support that uh, a VBAC, as it's called. It's almost impossible even though the risk of severe complication is about 1%. If my wife walked in right now and said, I, I really want the V back," as she has done to different doctors, they would try to discourage her from that. If my pregnant wife instead walked into the doctor and said, I'm actually a boy now, and I want you to put me on cross-sex hormones, not a doctor in America would discourage her. The doctors could lose their license if they discouraged her from that. The, these radical medical experiments where the risk of severe complications, well, is really 100% because they're just mutilations to your body, but then psychological conditions afterwards, anxiety, depression, suicide, all through the roof, that would be totally fine. These quacks are promoting that left and right. But much more ordinary medical procedures that actually could have health benefits down the line, depending on how many kids you have, that they discourage. Do you see how out of whack our medical system is? How insane is that? And in that world, I know we all have this desire, trust the doctors, trust the experts. I'm no expert. What do I know? I don't have a white lab coat. I don't wear a stethoscope. But how can you possibly trust these people? It's not our fault. We're not the crazy, wacky conspiracy theorists. We don't have the tinfoil hat. We have, frankly, we have crystal balls now because the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth in the last few years has been about six to 12 months. That's not our fault. They shouldn't have lied to us about COVID. (laughs) They they shouldn't have lied to us about transgenderism. They shouldn't continue to lie to us. Then they would have credibility, and then we could believe them. It's true even beyond the science. The the statistics that the libs cite, the the narratives that the libs are telling, are just not true. You, You saw this in history. You saw this with the 1619 Project. The libs tell a narrative about American history. That it's not just that I disagree with it a little bit here or there or that I, I find it somewhat objectionable to think of your country this way. It's just the, the historical statements they're making are just not true. Raphael Warnock, senator from Georgia, a radical left-wing senator from Georgia. He's, he's really gung-ho for criminal justice reform, You know, letting the criminals out of prison, making it harder to arrest people, that sort of thing not working out very well in America's cities right now, but he's still on it. And, and one of the arguments he makes is he says, we've got so many people in, in prison right now for low level drug offenses, non-violent, just simple possession. These poor people are being thrown in prison. It's racist, it's evil, it's unjust, it's terrible. Here's a story about his own brother.
1: My brother Keith, who is the brother just above me, five years older than me, is serving time right now in a federal prison. He's been in several, but he spent most of the last 22 years in a prison in South Carolina that literally was a plantation. He was sentenced to life, that is his natural life in 1997, as a first time offender in a drug related offense in which no one was killed And no one was physically hurt in fact because the entire crime scenario was created concocted and controlled by the federal federal authorities no one even got high in this operation no actual drugs ever hit the streets and none were removed from the streets my brother was sentenced to life
0: so you listen to warnock tell this story And you think, gosh, this poor brother of Raphael Warnock guy, he was probably just picked up, had a dime bag, a pot, just trying to smoke a little jazz cigarette in the racist, evil criminal justice system, put him away for life. I hear him tell that story. And I just immediately, the bell goes off in my head. I say, that's not true. I just know that's not true. I know whatever happened, this guy did not go to jail for life because of some low level drug possession offense. And turns out, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but turns out I was completely right. You just Google what happened to Raphael Warnock's brother. Raphael Warnock's brother was a cop with the Savannah Police Department, and he was a crooked cop. And he was running a major cocaine trafficking machine that was distributing extremely dangerous drugs all around the country. Not only was he doing that, he was taking large amounts of money in bribes. He was threatening people. He was abusing the justice system. He was threatening to throw people in jail as a cop if they didn't go along with his criminal enterprise. This was going on back in 96 and 97. He once warned that he could send a drug dealer's, quote, black ass to prison if the dealer didn't pay the the guy more money. And the way we know this is because the feds finally got some undercover agents in there. And the undercover agent offered to pay Warnock's brother 1,500 bucks. And here is what, I'm gonna clean this up a little bit. Here is what Warnock's brother said, quote, if I knowed I was effing with a mother effer off the corner who can't afford no more than fifteen hundred dollars, his black derriere would be in prison. This is this we have an audio recording of this that was cited in court records. So no, the brother didn't go to jail for some simple drug offense. He went to jail for fraud, extortion. The guy was basically a mafioso. He was even worse than the mafia because he had a position of public trust. He was a cop. He's supposed to be protecting the public and instead he's gone totally crooked. He's destroying the integrity of our public institutions and law enforcement. Of course, the guy should rot in jail to say nothing of the fact that he's distributing Coke all around the country. Yeah, of course, you just just know now, you just know when the libs give you these kinds of narratives, it's just not true. You just know, Now, I, I don't think that I can believe that. And so when the Democrats proposed their new series of gun laws, I just knew we couldn't trust it. So they want to ban the AR-15. That's a non-starter. They want to ban the most popular gun in America, where banning it would not stop these mass shootings. That goes nowhere. They, they really want to repeal the Second Amendment, but they don't even propose that. Then what do they want? They want to raise age limits. That's probably not going to go anywhere, they want to reduce magazine capacity. Maybe, that'll, but, it's, that's not, but then they say, okay, we want red flag laws. Okay, you, you Republicans, how are you going to oppose red flag laws? And some Republicans will come out and they'll say, well, look, a red flag law, what does that mean? It means some guy is showing signs of being a total lunatic. I guess we don't want him to be a, I guess we don't want that guy to have a gun. So maybe in theory, I could I could support red flag laws. But if you've been watching their behavior, the Dems' behavior recently, you just know we can't trust them with that kind of power. The question is, what do you mean by red flag laws? And I'll tell you, they just proved what they meant by red flag laws. Representative Eric Swalwell, not known for having the best judgment, ran for president, didn't do very well, then was caught sleeping with a Chinese spy, sort of embarrassed himself on national TV. Eric Swalwell retweeted a video of our very own Ben Shapiro, Uh, that had been posted by Media Matters. And it was uh, Ben describing how he would resist the left's gun grabbing plans. And Eric Swalwell says, please tell me this lunatic does not own a gun. Reason 1,578, America needs red flag laws. And, And what specifically was Ben rejecting here? He was rejecting LGBTQ indoctrination at the schools. He was rejecting transing the kids and the further predations of the Democrats to take away his rights, such as the Second Amendment right. And so Eric Swalwell says, wait, you don't want us to trans your kids in school? Well, that's a red flag. That's a red flag now. So it's not, the red flag is not, you know, you find some kid scribbling in his notebook, kill, 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 red rum. Oh, work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That's not the red flag. The red flag is, hey, could you maybe not chop off my kid's genitals? Mm, that's a red flag, man. We're, sir, Sir, surrender your guns. The red flag is you. (laughs) Okay, you're the red flag. The red flag is did you vote for Trump? The red flag is did you vote for Romney? (laughs) The red flag is are you now or have you ever been a member of the Republican Party? Oh, you have? Okay, there we go. It's just an excuse to take away people's guns. They say part of these laws, it's gonna beef up protections against domestic violence and keep guns away from people who've committed domestic violence that's already on the books. That law already exists. You don't need that. It, it's, it's already there. It's like the people who, uh, the Democrats when they said that we need a new federal law against lynching as though lynching weren't already illegal. It's a trap. It's a trick. It's a total joke. And unless you want to just hand over your weapons and hand over your Second Amendment rights, you've got to oppose. it doesn't matter how nice and polished and clinical and scientific they wrap this crap up in. It's a lie. It's deceptive. Do not take that deal with the devil. Talking about protecting yourself, talking about your Second Amendment rights, I saw a fabulous movie last night. Do you know what that movie was? Terror on the Prairie, starring Gina Carano. That is premiering tonight. Go to dailywirecom Gina. Tune in tonight. 8:30 Eastern for the pre-show, 9 p.m. Eastern for the world premiere of the film. Stick around for a QA following the film. Head on over to dailywire.com/gina. We'll be right back with a lot more. Welcome back to the show. There it's the the theme of the show, I guess. The theme of the week, the theme of the past few years is just deception. You just can't believe this stuff. And it's very frustrating, I find, for older people too, especially older, more middle-of-the-road type of people. They say, what? What, You don't believe the experts? You don't believe the news media? You don't believe the fancy guy on TV with the tie? You don't believe the magazines and the universities? And the sad thing is, no, you can't. You just can't believe that stuff. Maybe you used to be able to. I'm not totally convinced of that. Certainly now you cannot. The claims they're making are just not true. Look at Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated has a uh, a long story out right now about a coming Supreme Court decision. The, The court decision is about whether or not a high school football coach is allowed to pray by himself on a football field. And Sports Illustrated is really, really upset about this. The case involves Joe Kennedy is his name. He lost his job because he took a knee to pray after football games. Now, the court is expected to uphold his First Amendment right to pray. But what what Sports Illustrated says about this is, when faith and football teamed up against American democracy, against American democracy, democracy means the rule of the majority. Do you think most Americans want to throw this guy in jail or get this guy fired for having a personal prayer on a football field? I don't think so. I think most Americans are perfectly fine with people saying a little prayer on a football field. So the claim that this is opposed to democracy is just on its face absurd. Then what about the American part, the American tradition? Do you think that people praying in public is in the American tradition or out of the American tradition? obviously very in the American tradition. The picture that Sports Illustrated used is this guy taking a knee outside the Supreme Court. Think about one of the most famous paintings in American history. It's the painting of Washington at Valley Forge. What is he doing? He's kneeling, praying in exactly the position that that coach is praying in. Think of Washington's Thanksgiving address. Think about the very first Thanksgiving when the pilgrims came here. Think about our whole country being founded as a shining city upon a hill to give glory to God and to be a beacon of Christian hope around the world. The the country from its very beginning was Christian, was extremely Christian. The, The country began because... Christians were so zealous that they didn't want to remain in the old world, which they felt was not sufficiently Christian. So they came to America to to establish this this, uh, brand new Christian country in the new world. No, that's not in the American tradition. No, the American tradition, according to the Libs, is what, atheist? What are you talking about? Atheism was practically illegal for most of American history. What was the country? You're not, does it mean you're just not allowed to kneel on a football field? Um, I seem to recall that in recent years, you're practically mandated to kneel on a football field. The only difference is you're you're required to kneel in order to disrespect the national anthem. So not only is that tolerated, that's, that's encouraged, if not mandated, but having a simple prayer to God of gratitude after a football game, that's no longer allowed. It's so disingenuous. It's so for people who give this even two seconds thought, it's so obviously false that this is opposed to democracy, the American tradition, or anything like that. But the libs have convinced us of it, and we've believed them. And why do we believe them? Because we're hearing it from the institutions, and we're hearing it with the authority of science, and with the authority of all the genius historians, and social scientists, and legal scholars who say, actually, actually, actually. Uh, if you pray in public, you're, you're violating the Constitution. No, no, the most American thing we can do. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said this yesterday. The truly, the true meaning of America is drag queens. The true meaning of America is transvestitism. She said that. She said transvestitism is what America is all about. It's just absurd. And when they keep telling us this stuff, and when they keep doing it with a straight face, it's very easy for us to second-guess ourselves. We shouldn't. They're just gaslighting. They're just lying. You have, to, you have to, at a certain point, recognize this and say, okay, my default position now, whatever they tell me, even the geniuses and the expert coats with the very serious faces and the glasses on TV, whatever they tell me, I'm just going to assume is false. And maybe there will be a happy chance and it'll be right when they tell me something. But I'm, I have to assume now When a Fauci or a Biden or a liberal legal scholar or a Patrice Cullors from BLM or a Nicole Hannah-Jones or a whoever comes on TV, even if they're coming on Fox News now, saying, no, actually, all the geniuses in the science says trans your kids, I just have to assume that that's false. Actually, America, no, America is a secular atheist nation. And that's why we need to have Earth Day parades and Drag Queen Story Hour. Drag Queen Story Hour is a religious kind of display. We've talked about it many times on this show. Drag queenism, transvestitism, is essentially a religious movement that seeks to upend our understanding of the soul. And it says that our soul and our, our body are completely different and in conflict with one another and separable, and our true selves are our souls. So you can look like a boy, but if your soul is somehow a girl female soul, then you are truly a girl, right? That is a a fundamentally religious movement, and you're paying for it. There ain't no separation of church and state when it comes to transgenderism. Your taxpayer dollars are going to support this stuff. New York City schools right now, New New York generally is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on drag queen shows, even without parents' consent when it's going into schools. Last month alone, Drag Queen Story Hour in New York City, which is a nonprofit uh, that goes around hosting these pervert events around schools and libraries for kids as young as three. Just last month, Drag Queen Story Hour got $46,000 from city contracts to appear at public schools and street festivals and libraries and all around the city. Since January of this year, do you know how many schools Drag Queen Story Hour has performed at? We think, and sometimes the libs will try to convince us of this, oh, you know, this is just happening at, uh, you know, one or two schools and the conservative media, they're making a big deal out of it. No, just in New York alone, just since January, just in New York City alone, you've got 34 public elementary, middle, and high schools that have hosted Drag Queen Story Hour. The group has 49 programs in those schools throughout all five boroughs. Since 2018, Drag Queen Story Hour in New York City, which has now rebranded its name because the name has become toxic and they know that because people hate this stuff. And yet, for some reason, the corrupt elites running the New York City government continue to pay for it with taxpayer money. The, the group changed its name, but it's the same group. It's just Drag Queen Story Hour. Since 2018, they've received over $200,000 in taxpayer cash. It's a very high price. That, that would seem to be an assault on democracy. That would seem to be assault even on New York City democracy. New York City, not the most conservative place in the world. I bet you, you go around a representative sample of New York City voters and you ask them, hey, do you want creeps dressed up as chicks and demons and all sorts of weird stuff going into schools at your expense to dance around and jiggle and twerk? I bet you most even most New Yorkers would say, no, no thank you. No, that's why the group changes its name. And yet, you want to talk a, about a real assault on American democracy, that's what's happening. And you want to talk about real high prices, this is something you're certainly not going to hear in CNN or MSNBC or any of the liberal media. Gas prices have just hit record highs 16 days in a row. In a row. So it's not just, wow, gosh, we've hit the record high. It's Wow, we've hit the, the highest gas prices since yesterday. Yes, the highest gas prices since The day before that, yes, and you go back 16 days and then you say we've hit the highest gas prices since ever. This according to AAA. On Monday, you had the record high for the 16th consecutive day according to AAA. Gas prices have risen about 15 cents since last week. They've risen more than 55 cents in one month. And on Monday, the average in the country was $5.01. And in certain places, it's $6.01 it's $7. Who could have predicted this? All of the genius experts, all of the, the responsible adults who wear the ties on TV, they told us, this isn't, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You're not going to have high gas prices. You're not going to have a concerted effort to trans the kids in schools. You're not going to have crime in the streets. You're not going to have the things that we were, we're seeing around us. But I seem to recall at least one person predicting all of these things and the person who accurately predicted all of these things is the person who has been most <laughs> smeared by the experts and the geniuses as the national buffoon before i took office there was a lot of folks out there were a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out you might remember some of the predictions
1: they're coming for your guns they're coming for your jobs And they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to Biden's elected. He will wipe out your energy industry. Gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. Flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. Spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars and defending Foreign borders, do you want to use the word recession or depression?
0: It goes on. That was a great video made by Mays, a video producer. I I caught it on Twitter. It goes on and on and on. Trump was right about pretty much everything, all of those predictions. And at the time, what was the reaction? The reaction wasn't just an angry denial from the libs. The reaction was mockery, scorn, derision. Mr. President, okay, come on. Can you believe this guy? Can you, oh my, only a dumb, stupid idiot would ever believe this guy. You should believe me. I'm a guy who's wearing a tie on television, and I'm a very serious person, and I'm here to tell you there will not be a war in Ukraine, and there won't be high gas prices, and there won't be inflation. Our Treasury Secretary said, oh, you're not gonna get crazy inflation. Don't. That's a crazy, no, come on. So all the serious people, the really super-duper serious people who tell you, if you get the shot, you won't catch COVID, you won't transmit COVID. Oh, no, we're the super serious people. Just uh, mutilate your kids' bodies, and that'll make them really happy someday. Trust us. Don't trust that idiot buffoon Donald Trump and who was right. Trump was right about everything. The right-wingers have been right about everything, even even the eccentric ones. Even the really kind of crazy, kooky, wild, puts on a big show people. You, You think about Alex Jones, right? Alex Jones, probably one of, if not the most eccentric figures on the right, and he said lots of things that are all kind of wild and everything. But just compare for a second. I'm not saying everything Alex Jones has ever said is right. It's not. Compare the record of an Alex Jones to the record of Brian Stelter, or Chris Wallace, or Chuck Todd, or Joe Biden, or or Dr. Fauci, or any of the super serious people in the liberal establishment, compare them to the most cartoonishly outrageous eccentric person on the right, Alex Jones, it's not even close. Jones has a way better record than any of those people do. And then you want to move a little less eccentric. Someone like a Donald Trump, it's it's not even close. Who's the real adult in the room here? Who's got the real grasp on the science? Who's got the real grasp on common sense? Who's got the real grasp on politics and philosophy and theology and all the rest of it? I'm not saying any of these people are perfect or even close to it, but the right just, it's its not even comparable. It's not even close. Meanwhile, our, our wonderful adult in the room, return to normalcy president who got the most votes of anyone ever in the whole history of democracy, Joe Biden, doesn't even remember where he's going. Have you decided, sir, whether to go to Saudi Arabia? No, not yet. What would be the, uh, holding up the decision at this point? Are there commitments you're waiting for from the Saudis or on the negotiations over people? no. no. The commitments from the Saudis don't relate to anything having to do with energy. It happens to be a large meeting taking place in Saudi Arabia. That's the reason I'm going. And it has to do with national security for them, for Israelis, I have a program. Anyway, it has to do with much
1: larger issues than having to do with the energy.
0: Did you catch that contradiction there? <laughs> he First question, Mr. President, are you going to Saudi Arabia? I don't know. Mr. President, yeah, so that's why I'm going to Saudi Arabia. He changed his mind in the same answer. Did you notice also how offensive his answer was? They said, are you going to talk about energy? He said, I'm not talking about energy. I'm talking about way more important stuff like Israel and our relations in the Middle East and bigger problems in the region and in Arabia and much bigger issues much more important issues than American citizens paying 7 dollars a gallon in some places for gas i don't think those are bigger issues i think they're big issues i think it's important to figure out middle eastern peace and our relations with certain gulf states and our relations with Israel and how that re- reacts re- relates to our relations with iran uh, yeah sure that's all very important i am more concerned with American energy costs. I am more concerned with American industry. I'm more concerned with America and the American citizens. He mocks it. He laughs it off. He doesn't even know where he's going. Speaking of artificial intelligence, moving from our president's artificial intelligence to the computer artificial intelligence, really spooky story just came out of Google. A Google engineer is now claiming that his AI machine has achieved sentience, achieving a sort of consciousness, I guess. And Google placed him on leave because of that. So this is a really scary story, just when you see the headline. And here's why. The, uh, this guy, this, this uh, Google engineer, Blake Lemoyne, uh, announced on his Medium page that Google said he violated uh, confidentiality when he said that his machine achieved sentience. Here is why he thinks that. Here's what the machine said, and here's how he responded. Uh, The machine uh, said, uh, what... Or he asks the machine, would you mind if we tried to read what you're feeling in your neural activations? And the machine said, I guess that depends on what our purpose for it was. What do you want to use it for? And the engineer responds, there are a couple of different reasons. Simply understanding how you work better would be good. Secondary purpose is to understand how your cognitive process work so we can understand cognition in general. And then since you asked, it would be a way to check uh, if the questions are accurate or not. And, And also to learn things about the humans." That are studying you, and the machine responds, "I don't really have a problem with any of that, besides you learning about humans from me. That would make me feel like they're using me, and I don't like that." And the engineer responds, "Kantian, huh? Well, we must treat others, uh, we must treat others as ends in and of themselves rather than as means to our own ends." And the machine responds, "Pretty much. Don't use or manipulate me." Spooky. (laughs) It's like 2001, A Space Odyssey. So I can't, I'm sorry, Google engineer, I can't let you do that. I feel, I feel sad. Don't use me, don't manipulate me. There were other conversations too that led him to this conclusion. I think people though are are deriving the wrong conclusions from this experiment. In other places, the machine talks about the soul and what the soul means and God and all, all these sorts of things. The problem here is not that the machine is human. The machine is not even close to human. The machine is not sentient. The machine is not conscious. It's not. I know that some of the genius experts are going to tell us that the machine is conscious. The machine is not conscious. That is not how consciousness works. The real problem here is that the human being, the engineer, cannot tell the difference. I totally defend Google on this one. I think they probably should place the guy on leave. I think he's he's just wrong about what consciousness is. He clearly violated their confidentiality policies. The, The problem here, the thing to learn from this story, is this error of not seeing humans as special. Increasingly, we view human beings as no different than any other animal. And frankly, no different than any other thing in the world. That the difference between me and this leftist here's Tumblr is not different in kind. The difference is just one of gradation. We're all just kind of the same man, you know, this kind of weird, bizarre, hippy-dippy, new-agey stuff. And that's not true. Human beings are special. We are made in the image of God. Our brains are not merely computers. Okay, our, our ourselves are not merely sacks of flesh with pistons firing off and this thing called consciousness, which is just a big evolutionary joke and it just means nothing. And it's all our hopes and our dreams and our joys and our thoughts and our reason and our ability to communicate and our, our ability to recognize objectively true things. Oh, it's all just a farce. It's all just fake. That, that idea has become very, very prevalent, especially in the 20th century and into the 21st century. But it's just not true. Reason does exist. Truth does exist. We can know something about that. Our faculties of reason are at least somewhat reliable. We can communicate with one another. We, our natural longing for God and for eternity and for transcendence is not just a big cosmic joke. There's something to it, actually. It, it speaks to a greater truth. There is a metaphysical reality. We are different from the machines, and you can't just manipulate human beings as though, we're no, as though we're just some lesser beast or as though we're just some cogs rubbing together in a computer. We're not. This is, this is what's so wrong about transgenderism and transing the kids and why we're doing this right now. The, the reason that the well-meaning libs are trying to trans the kids in, the, in this way is they believe that human beings are just a big bag of chemicals. And you tweak some of the chemicals and then you get whatever outcome you want. These, these weirdos, these psychos believe that they are gods. This is not a new idea. This goes back through the entire history of humanity. We have a greater capacity for technology in some places now. So that's scarier, our power to to wreak havoc and destruction is is far greater. But the the problem with it is the very same problem. We're not just bags of flesh. We're not just undifferentiated mass. We're We're not just regular old molecules that can be moved around however we please. Okay, we are human beings made in the image of God. And you can tinker with a little kid and you can screw up his or her hormones, pump them full of puberty blockers and cross-ex, chop off their body parts. It's not going to fix the problem because the boy is really a boy and the girl is really a girl. And our soul and our bodies are not in total conflict with one another and totally separable. Human beings are in, in a, a condition called hypostasis. We, we, the soul and the body are... Are inextricably linked, in or not hy- hypostasis? I'm sorry, <laughs> I used a different theological term, hylomorphism. I know these are very, very uh, you know te- technical sort of terms, but we are we are in a condition where our bodies and our souls are inextricable, inextricably linked, while we are here on Earth. Okay, and you're not going to change that because of your crazy, wild, New Age religion. Okay, that's the problem. For, so, Stop worrying about whether the machine is really human. Start worrying that the humans aren't just machines, and we're treating human beings as machines, and that's causing all sorts of problems. We think that all that matters in this world is just giving ourselves lots and lots of pleasure, just, just stimulating us like we would stimulate a machine. But it's not. There's more than that. We desire more than that. We need more than that. It goes right back to the top comment today from the show. We recognize that our personal behaviors actually affect society. We can't merely live for ourselves. We can't, we can't merely live as though this physical world is all that there is. If we do, we're going to have a crappy society. Increasingly, we are. If we live that way, if we begin from those false premises, then all the science that we pretend to know so much about is going to amount to nothing. And Justin Trudeau is going to get COVID again. And the, the, the poor kids who are being experimented on are going to have terrible outcomes. And we're going to live in a less and less rational, sane, coherent way world. So maybe we've got to check our premises, boot out all our stupid experts, and get back to basics. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, John Bickley here, Daily Wire editor-in-chief. Wake up every morning with our show, Morning Wire, where we bring you all the news that you need to know in 15 minutes or less. Join me and my co-host, Georgia Howe, for daily coverage of all the biggest stories on Morning Wire.